This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to on this Monday, which starts a big week in the NFL. NFL Combine, the first, that's tomorrow, Mm -hmm. uh, basically through the seventh. So we'll get about six or seven days. These guys aren't working out every day. And, Mike, we have certain position groups we're going to be paying attention to. But it is a big day, big week, should I say, for the NFL and certainly for our team, man, because we're going to find out a lot more about these prospects. And there are a lot of dogs, guys, that are going to be at this combine. And there are going to be a lot of dogs drafted. Now, are we going to draft one, Mike? Are we going to find a way to draft a dog this time around? <laughs> you know, for years we used to joke around, uh, Thomas Dimitrov couldn't find Athens with a map. You know what I mean? And so let's hope that changes. There's a lot of dogs. And, again, it's one thing, you know, and it's funny, we've done some of these mock drafts where you could find a dog in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round. You know, if you, you want to get Zeus in here, you want to get one of those coveted linemen, defensive linemen in here, you want to get one of their offensive linemen. There's a lot of feast, you know, Georgia Bulldogs. Where it's not just getting a dra- uh, drafting a dog to draft a dog. They fit our needs. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there are going to be at least four guys that go in the first round. And I think three of them could be there. Now, do they fit what we're trying to do as far as Dean P specifically and the kind of guy he wants? Well, we'll wait to see. Point is, this is going to be interesting to see where these dogs land. And we're going to talk about some of the other guys we've been talking about around the country. That is all week, guys. We'll be looking forward to it. We'll have various guests on throughout the course of the week. Um, Mike, it was a good weekend, though, man. I mean, you know, for the Hawks, they get a dub. They responded. Trey Young played well. And, you know, I heard this today, and I had to laugh, and I just tweeted it out because I think it's kind of idiotic to think um, when people ask the question about, you know, can this team survive without Trey scoring the way he does? No. 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 Trey is a superstar. This is what superstars do. Right. And we just don't have – I heard Andy and Rende talking about it today. You and I brought this up a few weeks ago. We brought this up in the offseason when we talked about, Carl, what is John Collins? Now, John Collins can't contribute. It's not his fault. He's banged up right now. But do you really have a dyed-in-the-wool, I can get points from this guy, number two player on this team, night in, night out? And the answer is no. We don't. John Collins can't do it. Bogey can't do it on a consistent basis. I'm sorry. And nor can you know Gallo. And certainly, to your point last week, can DeAndre Hunter. So, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the argument, you know, the, and this is why when we go into the offseason, what is Terry going to further, you know, are we going to further tweak this thing? I mean, what, you know, what is Travis, uh, Travis, I should say, Schlank going to do? Because you could argue we're a little flawed right now. Well, the, the second player thing, this is why guys go and play with their boys. Now, it doesn't always work. It's not working with the Lakers right now, mm-hmm. right? It, it doesn't always pan out where you, uh, you go and win a championship. But the idea is you get that pressure taken off of you. All of a sudden, Embiid has a new best friend in James Harden, right? Because he's a, how are they going to guard both of us? Um, we'll see. But this is why guys go play with each other. I don't know if that's in the back of Trey's mind, Mike, right now when he's thinking about where this team is. I asked the question about whether or not do we have the team around him to go win a championship. I don't know. 
I mean, I keep seeing positives and then I see negatives. But what I will tell you is, if you're t- asking the question about whether or not Trey might have to score 41 a night to, to yeah. keep us in games, there's no one else on this team that can do that. There's nobody else that can carry the team like Trey, and it's what he should be doing. But to your point, it's going to mean or take more from other guys if they're going to get to that next level. And right now, that's the thing that's in question. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, as we said, every one of these guys we just mentioned is capable of having a big night, of having that 20-some-odd point night. But can they do it on a consistent basis? Now, during the playoffs, everybody came together. We talked about Trey, but Trey was, let's be honest, guys. You know, John had some big nights, but it wasn't every night. Trey was doing his thing. And, yes, you cannot, we're not going to be able to do anything unless Trey is having a monster night. And i got to be honest, Chris, our engineer, producer, said he thought we'd barely be above 500 in these final 24 games. I thought that the Bulls game was everything that drives us crazy. But I do like the fact that Toronto's really had our number, their athleticism and reach, and we really took total control of that game and just never really gave him a shot. No, we did not, guys. It was a blowout. Uh, Trey, you know, 41-11 assists. The, the real test for me comes tomorrow. Celtics come in here. They won 11 of their last 13. They're playing great, and they still sit in front of us. This, to me, is going to be a real test tomorrow to see how the Hawks play against the Celtics. And then, guys, Thursday and Friday is kind of weird. The Bulls, it's, it's Hawks-Bulls. It's a makeup game. You may, may not even remember. So it's an early start, tips at 7, pregames at 6.30, and then Friday you turn right back around, Mike, and you've got the Wizards. So Celtics, Bulls, Wizards. It'd be nice to go 3-0. and but I got to tell you, with the Celtics and Bulls, you might be 1-2 and two by the end of, of, of the weekend. Mm. And we've gone round and round about this team making a run. We got look at what was that seven win game win streak? What was that? I mean, is that can we can't we do that again? It was an aberration. <laughs> it really was. I mean, can we do it again? It was. I, I don't know if we can. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Find Mike. He's Mike Bell. ATL. I'm at put him up. See Dukes. The radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game, and we are on the gram. Find us there and across all social media platforms. Here's the deal, Mike. Um, So you go from one win, which is great, and we'll talk more about the Hawks and kind of dive in a little bit deeper, to the expectation of what we talked about leaving the show on Friday, which was what are we going to see Sunday against Atlanta United? What are they going to be? What are they going to look like? Mike Bell, I liked what I saw. Brother, it was something that you and I talked about on Friday. Can we get back some of that old mojo? Now, I hate the fact that uh, Araujo is going to probably miss some time, maybe extended time with a hamstring. We don't have the uh, official word, but uh, he was in tears, and that's never a good sign, and he was pretty tight. But, Carl, the attack, and the fact that a guy like Dom Dwyer, who comes in for Araujo, was one of the most pretty guys. That's one of the prettiest goals we've seen in recent history with Atlanta United, and Dom Dwyer delivered it, and then you get the hometown kid, Caleb Wiley, with his own goals, 18-year-old kid. So, I mean, there's some really good things. The crowd was great. They say, I think they announced, what, 68,000? But there was a real buzz. I will say this, speaking for you and I, feel free. Um, that was more people than I saw in any Falcons game no last doubt. season. No doubt. No, it, it is. Listen, when we talk about Atlanta United, and, and you know, I, I don't get this as much maybe as you do because well, uh, you might have some supporter groups upset with you. But I, I will say <laughs> this. I don't get it as much as I used to because I think people here now get it. When you're getting 65, 66,000, and it's not happening every time out because they don't open up the full right. seating capacity. But even when it's full on a regular day and you're getting 40,000 folks, there's, there's something to be said about that. There are people watching. There are people, enough people who care about it, and it's why we approach it the way we do on this show. But, you know, the first few years, I, I got it a lot, Mike, and I know you did. Well, you guys, why are you talking about it, Lady United? Because we have thousands upon thousands of people who are paying attention, watching, going to these matches, watching them on television, and have a vested interest now. 
We are not the first-year team anymore. We're a team with a chip and a team now in our sixth year where, hey, what are we going to do? There is an expectation. So I'm with you, man. I, 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 the crowd and the buzz was great. The fact that we won our first match and how we did it. We are without so many pieces, whether it be injuries, guys mm-hmm. trying to achieve visas, whatever it might be. This isn't even close to what this team's going to look like when everybody gets here. And we've had a pension, much like the uh, Hawks, for sometimes not closing games out the last two seasons. United has had sort of defensive lapses in the last 10 minutes. Uh-oh, we had that happen against Kansas City. We come right back with a goal. And I talked to Jason Longshore, who's going to join us a little bit later, but he'll tell us coming up this hour why we were able to get – I call it, Carl, I call it the home run ball or the over-the-top. There was a great uh, a number of counters and just getting our speed element for, for guys who aren't soccer fans. It can be in layman's terms. It was just a lot of fun to watch. It really was. Man. Yeah, it was. And by the way, I'm like you with Dwyer. I, I, uh, I, there was mixed emotions. It was like, hell yeah. And it was like, I don't like that guy, but I like him now. He's on my team. He's on my team. <laughs> now, again, for those who don't follow, uh, Orlando City is our, our, our rival. And there was a lot, it has been a lot of bad blood and their supporters, uh, fans, and all that with ours. But this is all forgiven when you we light the lamp. And if he does more of that, giddy up. I said, okay, he can stay. Yeah. I mean, it's all about our team. Uh, we say it all the time, you're either with us or you're against us. And he's with us now. So uh, I don't expect, you know, the guys on the team to have any ill will. It's competition. But there are guys. And, and, the, and the team's been turned over so much. Oh. I don't know if the Orlando City thing means anything to half this team. I don't know either. I, I really don't. We'll see. Hey, man, uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. As we said, plenty to dive in to, uh, to this afternoon, plenty to talk about. Now, I will say this as we get into, well, Dukes and Bell, what's the latest on, on, on Major League Baseball and the Braves? Nothing. They are meeting as we speak. How long these meetings are going to go on and what happens today? I'm looking at Chris Turtle. I'm looking at Bo. We're all shrugging our shoulders Mm -hmm. because we have no idea. This is supposed to be the day, let the commissioner tell it, Rob Manford, that it would be disastrous if we don't have a deal by Monday, which means we would cancel opening, opening day and we would miss games. Mike, they're going to cancel opening day and they are going to miss games now. How much further are we going to go down the line with this? Is it going to be two more weeks or is it going to be two days? I don't know, but I don't think a deal gets done tonight. As we said, I think you got baseball players popping off. We're not millionaires. We're just employees. I thought, you know, it's like I read some of that crap on social media because, you know, everybody says, look, it is, it is what it is. It's billionaires and millionaires, and some of these guys are not very rootable. So, no, no, you're not. Although, yeah, you're just an employee. Okay, Sparky. But here's the thing. The rhetoric is really ratcheting up, as Jeff Passan uh, reported. And uh, we spoke with, was it Evan Drellick yesterday or uh, on Friday or Thursday from Athletic? MLB suggested in the first meeting that the league is willing to cancel a month's worth of games. And this goes back to what I told you last mm. week. I'm telling you, they're going to use 2020 COVID season as the business model. There's going to be a minimum of games that they're going to be prepared to play, and they're going to screw the players and screw the fans. And that's what the ownership's going to do here. Well, we'll wait I, hope I, I, and I see hope I'm wrong. missing games as a disastrous yeah. outcome. Well, then ch- change, change your, uh, your rhetoric there, uh, Manfred, and let's get with the plan. Yeah, that's what he said last week, and today is supposed to be that day. So so that's where we're at. Uh, it is unfortunate because we should be talking about pitchers and catchers and spring training and, you know, spring starts and how guys look and all of that stuff. But we're not there. So hopefully we get there sooner or later. While we're talking baseball, Derek Jeter, Mike. Oh, Derek Jeter, gone, done, finished with the Marlins. I'm out of here. Yeah. And, you know, that's another owner that you could. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of people like to see him and the uh, Dolphins owner go off the same cliff in a Ferrari. <laughs> but uh, Derek Jeter. Yeah, you and I were saying earlier today on the phone, it's kind of like, you know, guys like Michael Jordan and Jeter who are the, the best at what they do, life after, you know, they stop lacing them up is a little different, isn't it?
It and, is. And, and Michael and, and Jeter, a little, it's a little funky, isn't it? Well, listen, and we can get more into this, but but great players, I've always said this, and I asked Magic Johnson this one time, why it's so hard for the elite. I'm not talking about good players. Hmm. Okay. The elite players to then go into coaching or management and be great at it. And part of it is, Magic said, is because they expect everybody to be as good as they are. And that's not the case when you get into those jobs. Right. And it's hard to coach guys when you've been great and you expect guys to just get it. Either way, Derek Jeter, guys, stepping away from the Miami Marlins as the CEO. All right, we'll come back. We'll hit some headlines. Happy Monday. It's Dukes and Bell. It is Dukes and Bell. Uh, Mike, this weather this week is going to be nice, man. Has spring sprung? Yeah, I know we're a couple days away. Well, we got two weeks. What are we 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 spring ahead like like two or three weeks, right, Bo? I mean, I think that's is it. Next, not this Sunday. It's coming up. Though. Next, that's, yeah, maybe and the twelfth. To me, that is like when it really starts to feel like spring when we're driving home. And, you know, we, for, you guys always drive home in the day, but we get off at seven, so yeah. when you're driving home, and the sun's still up. It just that's when it starts to feel like spring. I will say this: there's stuff in the air out there. <laughs> I can, pollen and stuff is there's already it's some, coming. It's things that are floating around. But yeah, man, it's perfect out. Uh, we got some big events coming up. We got a big St. Patrick's Day party on the way in Sonoy. Tell you more about that in Guide Talk. Also, we got the race. I mean, uh, by the way, Bo, you and you and you out for the race. You you want to go? I mean, I know it's your uh, your wife's birthday, but uh. yeah. Does this work? Is this thing on? Yeah, man, we myself? got you. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm out. I look. I got to do my wife's birthday weekend. All right. Come okay, on, fine. I All don't right. want to look. <laughs> I don't want to be in the doghouse like some people on this show are. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I, I do agree with that. Do you have that weekend plan, by the way? You know what you're yeah, doing? I mean, I know she might be listening, but do you know what you're we, doing? We have – well, I, I include her on it. We're, we're in talks. See, last year we did that murder mystery party. Yeah, and, and she loved it. She loved it. Literally, one of my buddies was like, hey, what are, you, what are you doing for what are we doing for Amy's birthday? Are we going to do another murder mystery? So, like, the, the neighborhood friends are all asking to do another one. So, we're, we're talking about doing another one of those, and – you know, I'll probably I'll smoke some meat and we'll have a big throwdown. Yeah, good deal. All right, man. Just as long as you got a plan, I was just wanted to make sure. If you guys remember, uh, around Christmas time, we had this conversation where Bo uh, exclaimed to the masses that he doesn't do surprises for his wife. He keeps her in on everything. Oh, so she never gets the surprise because yeah. Bo is that type of the, romantic. You know. We- <laughs> Now, in Bo's defense, some women don't like to be blindsided, but I, I do get where you're going. Says the single man, and guess what? Guess what? I'm not going to go out and spend a bunch of money on tickets that then the, my significant other doesn't want. Yeah, Becky sold the Eagles tickets, by the way. Did she really? Yeah, made good money. Mike, it was a Christmas gift. Which, again, to Chris's point about, you know, Squidbilly not asking Becky, probably to Squidbilly's point, should have asked because I would have said, I have no oh. interest in seeing the Eagles. How? That's cold. You made her sell the tickets. She made a profit. It's like anything else you buy early and you sell. There's a bigger interest. It's a sellout now. And so she made a, she made I, like 150 You know what? Bucks. I can't believe you. I mean, she made it. She was making that a big weekend for you guys. Yeah, I mean, why don't you go get me Travis Tritt tickets? I mean, I don't, I just, I don't have no interest in that stuff. I mean, look, nothing against the Eagles. And for people like, I know you're going to enjoy it. When is it, by the Is it this weekend, Bo? Eagles, it's coming up, right? Next weekend? I think it's yeah. next weekend, yeah. Hotel California. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Eagles on stage? You know what it looks like? The who? No. Um, direct opposite. You ever see the Hall of Presidents at Disney World? <laughs> That's what the Eagles look like on stage. I say the Who because they rolled out the last time they came out. No, the Who. Now, again, the Who. I got to see the Who on like number one of fifteen farewell tours in nineteen eighty-two. Well, but, see, yes, but they were ambulatory back so, then. So when does it get to the point where you're going? This doesn't make sense anymore. 
You've been to like the Rolling Stones. They've been touring for 50 well, yeah. years. And you go, at some point it goes, this doesn't make sense when anymore. When Charlie Watts died, i got to be honest, I had the tickets and then I lost interest. Because okay. I, I, I didn't go. I, I, I gave the tickets to my neighbor. It was his 60th birthday. They enjoyed themselves. Okay. Because yeah. these legendary groups, all right, like the Eagles, and again, you know who's alive and who's not And you're, if you're an Eagles mm-hmm. fan. I'm not taking anything away from how great the band was, but when you do these tours like this, and you've done them for years and years and years, and it gets to the point, I, again, some people go five, six, seven times, it's their right. favorite group, I understand that. But at some point you go, mm. You should probably right. ask Leonard Skinner that, because I don't <laughs> think they have one surviving member now. And I think they're, they're all, and, yeah. they're, and they're still on tour. You're right. You're, you're yeah. essentially, right. Watch, you're paying a lot of money to watch a cover band in a big arena. He's mm. right, he's right. He's that line. All right, man, good stuff. Sorry, Becky. It's Dukes and Bell. Turtle behind the glass. Bo Morgan, executive, executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Coming up next on Why She Killed Him, when your wife tries to do something nice for you. <laughs> By the way, Gary Rosington is still alive, Squid, so he does occasionally get on squad. One, tour with well, is it two guys? I, do, yeah, he, I think you're that's right. It. That's it. I think it's two guys that's from Red Skin. I think that's it. Because Rich, uh, Ricky Medlock played back in the day, but nobody considers him an original. I mean, whatever. Mm. When they were big, Rick Medlock wasn't playing with them. Yeah, he's gone, too. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Was that on or not? Was that just in my ear? It was low. Squid Billy was basically saying that uh, the, the keyboard is also gone. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Hey, man, uh, let's start with Nate McMillan talking about the effort against the Raptors. Listen, guys, this week, Tuesday, Celtics, Thursday, Bulls, back-to-back, Friday, Wizards. Um... This is not going to be an easy week. We said this. Coming out of the break, these first five games, we didn't play well in the first one against the Bulls. We played better against the Raptors. Here's Nate McMillan. I thought uh, this was a solid team effort. It, you know, Anyeka was good. Clint was good. Uh, our guards were good up on the ball. You know, so this, this was a team effort in the sense of establishing the style of defense we need to play every single night. You know, we did a really good job of keeping uh, 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 pressure uh, on those guys uh, up into the ball. 27-point victory, Mike. Mm. Um, you mentioned Siakam, Barnes, Van Fleet, uh, Van Bleet. All these guys, for whatever reason, it's been tough against them. But in this particular game, we got out in front, we stayed out in front, and I'm with Nate. We said this earlier in the year. If we play defense, we're going to be able to finish games. Now, as we said, you know, Boston, and it, it'll be tough. But I got tickets for Boston. Can't wait for that one. I mean, this is, you know, this, or actually, it's the Chicago's here. That's Thursday, right? Yes, I'm Thursday. Yep. But, yeah, man, I just, I want to see them, you know, try to put a run together. It just, I don't know what this team is. I would like to think when John Collins comes back, that give him a boost, but there's no guarantee. As we said, John's not that guy who's going to give you 20 every night either. No. You know, as far as that number. The number two thing is something we, we talked about all offseason. It's just, it, it, you're starting to see it. Unless, Carl, you feel you can get one night bogey steps up, one night Gallinari steps up. I need both, Mike. I, I mean, I mean. They- and you said it, DeAndre Hunter. What are you? Because if you're not, guess what, DeAndre? You will not be in the long-term plans for the Hawks if you do not become more consistently good on offense, well, right? Well, this is the thing. Like, you know, I, I criticized him uh, where he was terrible against the Bulls, right? And people said, Dukes, he was sick. Take it easy. Okay, so he wasn't sick on Saturday and played, mm-hmm. and he was 4 of 11 and had 14 points. It's not enough. It's just not. So, you know, whether he's still ailing from whatever he had or whatever, it's just not enough. I said this. I need more. From DeAndre Hunter. But, Mike, as far as those two veteran scores, isn't this why Travis Slink went out and got these guys? 
He went and got two veteran guys in Gallo and Bogey because he knew they could put the ball in the basket and, oh, Trey's going to need some help. Whether they're coming off the bench or they're starting, I need both of them. 14 each was not enough. I need them to be the guys we saw against the Bulls, even though we lost that game because Trey struggled, every night. And I know it's hard because, guys, you know, every night you're not going to be hot, which is why Trey has to carry the team. But the fact is I'm going to need more production from all those guys. And and what did Herter do? Where's Herter? Herter had 14. 14 from Herter, 14 from, from, Bo- mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from Hunter on Saturday night. Now, it's a blowout win, but the fact is – if the Bulls game is close like you think it might be or the Celtics game is close, who's going to step up? I mean, Bogey, I certainly like. Again, you're always afraid you're waiting for the other shooter drop where Bogey's going to get banged up or then DeAndre Hunter is banged up. 38 minutes, though, the other night against Toronto. The other guy, and, and I, I know that we're not knocking Capella, but don't you just want to see Okongu get more and more minutes to he continue great to develop? Night. I just think Okongu can be a starter for us and, and to give you a little bit of pop down there in the paint. I love his game. Man. He didn't miss a basket, Mike. Six for six. Right. Five of six from the free throw line. He misses one free throw, and he has 17 points for you. Pick and roll. Again, we always, uh, at least when they've beaten us, we just, you mentioned how athletic Toronto is in the half court. Pick and roll, and the lob was working all night long. It's beautiful. It was. Uh, Hawks back in action again Tuesday at the Celtics. Let's hear from uh, the guy that surprised us all with his goal, and that's Dom Dreyer. You know, it's always nice to score in your first game for a new club. Um, you know, against your old team, it's, it's bittersweet, but that's you know, my first goal in a couple of years. Um, so it was a long time coming. Um, definitely work hard for this moment. So I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of this squad. And, you know, it was a solid team performance. We'll you, talk to Jason uh, next segment, but if you didn't see it, and Carl and I saw it because we were there, but it was unbelievable he, the way he created the space and just uncorks was, as Conti would say, a galazza. Just a beautiful goal. That was great. He's in the game because Luis Araujo scores early, or, and then he goes out with a hamstring that looked really tight. We'll try to get the word from Jason just how long that's going to go. Not the worst case because you got Marino who came off the bench, yeah. and you're also eventually going to get Almada here, but the idea is we and I were just loving that idea of four guys on the attack that are going to create mismatches when we're not going to have – Arauju out there for a minute, it sounds like. Well, these hamstring injuries, we talk about this in football. It's no different in soccer. And more matter of fact, these guys are running a lot more. So you can't rest and let it heal in this kind of sport unless you rest. So it's one of those things. Today you may feel good. You go out, ah! Right. All right, you need to rest. All right, I'm going to rest two days. I'm going to go out. Ah! How long is he going to be out? I hope it's not going to be a significant amount of time. But, Mike, I will say this. We talk about some of the guys we've had here. Well, there's been Barco and others that have come through, and we've thought that they'd have magic. I see it in this man. I see it in this kid. Uh, Aruju, you saw it at the end of last year, and you saw it on Sunday. I see what the the buzz is, and we haven't even seen Tiago Almeida uh, uh, yet. Almeida, we haven't seen him. So I I don't even know what that's going to look like once he gets here with the visa situation. Yeah, oh, by the way, it's not a breaking story, but I uh, just uh, saw this from MLB Network, and they dropped this on their Twitter page. Uh, by the way, Carl, anybody who has MLB TV's uh, network package, we will not bill you for the 2022 subscriptions today. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, because there might not be anything to watch anytime soon. We're still waiting for some kind of smoke signals like picking a pope right at Vatican City, but it sure sounds like... It's funny because everybody's got the guy they're leaking information to. Yesterday, John Heyman from our sister station in New York's like, no, we got good news coming. And then everyone else is like, no, there's no good news coming. Jeff Passan <laughs> and everyone else uh, was saying there's nothing good. What do you think? You think we're going to be missing games? It'll start. Yes. That, that announcement no. will come tonight. No, no, no. Listen, if they do, I'll be as happy. Yeah. I'll be. Thank you, John Heyman. I'll be as happy as anybody. What's well, not happening? 
I'm not even getting my hopes up. You're the one always telling me don't expect things, right. don't have expectations. <laughs> I don't have any for, for these negotiations right now. A month from now, I will. When we get to a point, Mike, and I've said this, when the owners start losing money and players start losing money significantly, right? And I know that the players are together and they're not worried, but I think that's when the attitudes start to change a little bit. And then you start to realize, okay, we, we get to a point where we can't make games up. So we're not there yet. But when that happens and we start closing in on those dates, that's when, that's when things get really, really dicey. Yeah, and by the way, I, I use that reference of like the 2020 season. They, they basically said they negotiated in bad faith. 60 games was all they were ever going to play. There was no point in talking before that. I can see them doing the same kind of stuff to make the players look like the bad guys feel the heat and come back off all their demands, which are pretty, pretty substantial. Hey, guys. Headlines brought to you by ATL LiveWell. Don't let low testosterone keep you down. Call ATL LiveWell today. Don't just live, live well. Analyst Jason Longshore will join us next. Atlanta United, 1-0. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Dukes and Bell coming up NFL Blitz. What is Kyler Murray talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the way in about 20 minutes. Let's talk to our man Jason Longshore of the WaitFor.com hotline. He is the analyst for Atlanta United. And you listen to his call along with uh, Mike Conti right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It was a good day on Sunday. And, and let's talk about why it was a good day. I want to start first with what you saw, Jason, with this attack. We asked the question going into this match last week, what, did, what will this look like under, you know, Gonzalo Pineda? What, what, what do these new pieces look like? I like what I saw. Yeah, it was an interesting one because you had to adjust midway through the first half with Luis Araujo's injury. I, let's, let's start with what we saw with the starting lineup. I think the, the pressure that I talked about last week with you guys and trying to win the ball back quickly and in dangerous spots, it showed on that first goal. Tyler Wolf picks up the loose ball that was created by pressure, lays it into Joseph Martinez, backheel to Araujo, explosive, you get that early goal. Now, when he had to leave the match with the hamstring injury, the way they could press changed because Dom Dwyer's not a pressing forward like Araujo can be. So they had to adjust. They gave up more of the possession than I think they're comfortable with. It's not a place that they really want to play from a little bit deeper position. It's not what they did in preseason at all. But it's a credit to Gonzalo Pineda. It's a credit to these players to be able to adjust on the fly, take care of business, and still be dangerous going forward when they needed to be. What a goal from Dwyer. And what a moment for Caleb Wiley to put the game away late. And again, for guys not familiar with Atlanta United, you've got your homegrown talent. George Bello was a guy that came up through the academy. He's on his way now playing in the German League, the Bundesliga. And, and Wiley, I mean, to be put in that situation and to respond. And what, and what a smooth, cool goal that was, Jason. Yeah, that, that really comes down to the investment that the club has made from the U-12 group on. You know, Wiley was part of the first U-12 group. Go back to 2016, before you even had Atlanta United playing in MLS. Caleb Wiley was wearing that shirt and learning those kinds of lessons. And it's so critical because when you get thrown into that situation and you haven't played in a professional match before, you probably don't finish that as smoothly as Wiley did. He's played 33 times with Atlanta United, too, as a 16 and a 15-year-old. Playing against grown men in a professional second division that's what gives him, I think, the composure to handle that moment. Did you get worried late? I mean, last year we dropped 13 points from winning positions after the 75th minute. It was part of our Achilles heel last year. Mm-hmm. Were you worried at any point late in this match? I wasn't worried, but I was really anxious to see how they would respond to giving up a goal from a set piece. And it was a well-worked set piece from Kansas City. Give them credit. They didn't create a goal from open play. It's a, a flick on at the near post that uh, Daniel Shallowy's loose on the back post. Good finish from him. A little bit of miscommunication from Atlanta. And last year we saw moments where that kind of a play would have sent them into a bit of a tailspin. Didn't happen here. It, it didn't happen. And look, probably a good bit of this is down to Gonzalo Pineda working on these situations in preseason. Osvaldo Alonso, veteran presence on the field. I'll tell you one thing that really jumped out to me that I was I was pleasantly surprised by. George Campbell got the start in this one because of the suspension to Alan Franco from the red card in the postseason last year. Late in the match after that set piece and conceded a goal, it was George Campbell who was very vocal 
and demonstrative in trying to organize the back line. A 20-year-old, again, limited experience, another homegrown player, that was really taking on some of that leadership and making sure that it wasn't going to happen where they conceded an equalizer. Yeah, man, and we got a little more size now between uh, he who's six foot two and Miles Robinson. You know, we got a little more size in the back. I know sometimes we felt, and again, in, when set pieces, that was, you know, we could use a little more height. The yellows early, I thought, you know, like Miles did tackle a guy, he was getting away from him, but you thought the refs were a little funky up, up front, or were those calls legit? No, I thought they were legit. It was kind of a weird game to call. Um, I didn't have any problems with, with Ted Uncle in general. The the arm got up kind of high from Robinson on the early yellow card for him. It wasn't anything more than a yellow because he didn't throw the elbow, but it did get into the, the face area, Johnny Russell. The tackle from Osvaldo Alonso was a yellow card. That was a reckless challenge. The yellow to Andrew Gutman is the one that didn't really make sense, and I thought the crew would correct it. I don't think Ted Uncle realized that Gutman was playing it out because of Adarusu's injury. I think he, he did blow the whistle for offside in that situation. I didn't realize that until after the fact myself. So I think that could have been corrected. That's where the fourth official really needs to help out there and make sure that he knows, hey, he's, he's not trying to delay a restart. He's playing it out because his teammate's injured. That could have been fixed. That's the biggest mistake that was made in the game from, from my mind. Jason, what about the assists, two assists from Joseph Martinez? We're yeah. used to seeing Joseph putting the ball in the net, but he was so good with those two assists. Yeah, you got to be able to do all of it. And, and we've talked about this coming in. When you get the full quartet up front with Tiago Almada, with Marcelino Moreno, 90 minutes fit, when you get out Aruju back from this hamstring injury, you've got a lot of guys who can score. And I think Joseph will get his goals, but he's going to have an opportunity to pick up those assists as well. He's dropping deeper into the midfield at times, and we've seen this over the years. It's just one of those things that as you get a little bit older, your game changes. He's a smarter player now than he was when he first arrived. I think he reads the game really well, and he reads his ability to kind of have a little bit of a gravitational pull on a defense. Defenders are going to collapse to him. He knows that he can use that to his advantage play the ball off to others. The back heel to Adarushu is a prime example. It is our man, Jason Longshore. You guys can talk to Jason at Longshoe on the Twitter. He and Mike Conte will have the call. They're taking it out to Colorado on Saturday, by the way. And, Jason, uh, what do you know about uh, the injury to Arujo? Because, uh, again, I, and I, Carl, I feel bad. Anytime I wear the guy's jersey, it's a damn kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, a beautiful goal, and then he goes down with a hamstring. It looked really bad. Hamstrings, as Carl mentioned, first segment take forever to heal. So, now we got to hope that Almada's visa gets going and that, uh, what, that Moreno can contribute. I know Moreno came off the bench yesterday. Yeah, I think with Araujo, it's a little bit of wait and see. Um, you know, he did go back onto the field. I think that was more than anything just trying to buy a little more time to get a player warmed up. Hopefully it's on the shorter side of a hamstring issue, and hopefully it's something that you have the ability to let him fully heal before you have to take any chances with pushing him back out early. You don't want this to be a recurring thing during the year. Um, Moreno had one day of training before playing yesterday. He'll have more fitness by Saturday. How much is kind of the great unknown. Can he get, can he get 45 minutes in him? And, and you might consider giving him a start if he can get you to halftime. If he's only about 30 minutes fit, probably a second half sub again. You're really hoping that the paperwork side of things can get done for Tiago Almada. And look, there's just no way to know when that's going to happen. It's a situation that, you know, is bigger than, than soccer, where you've got embassies that are just overloaded and backlogged 
with Visa, with green card requests and, and getting this paperwork processed. Atlanta needs him, and hopefully you can get him in this week, but there's just no way to know. Can you talk about the schedule? Because maybe that plays to our benefit. You know, we don't have the two or three matches within a quick turnaround period, you know, two or three days. You're basically talking weekend to weekend, at least here to start. Talk about the difference in the schedule this year and how that might help us. It's a massive help because you just get into a normal routine. And when you have those midweek games and – I think this was one of the things that was even more impressive about Gonzalo Pineda last year going 7-3-3 three, and three when he took over is he didn't have time to really train the team. You know, you weren't having normal training sessions because it's play on the weekend, have a day of, of recovery for the guys who played a lot in that game, maybe a training session for a, a shorter squad of guys who didn't play, maybe one training session that's at a normal kind of a speed, then your day before a game where you're not going to go too heavy, then you play, then you're back into the recovery. And it's just, it's a cycle that is really hard to develop the way you play right now. This is perfect for a coach like Gonzalo Pineda, because you get to recover today. You get to look at film. You get to really sit down and say, we did this. Well, we want to continue to get better we need to work on this area. And then with Colorado, we can attack their left side, for example, and we're going to work on that in a training session. You just couldn't do that when you were playing every three, four days. Right. Well, hey, man, good news was uh, we're back. We look like the Atlanta United we want to see. I'll take 3-1 wins all the time. I know Brad wants the clean sheet, but uh, it was just seemed like we had the buzz back, Jason. And again, 68,000, uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I, I just, I'm really impressed with how they handled the adversity because, I mean, two big things that cause teams problems is a first-half injury to one of your best attackers, and Atlanta was able to adjust to that. Full credit to Mateo Hosechi, by the way, who covered a lot of the defensive ground for Dwyer. I think Hosechi was a little quieter yesterday than I expected because he had to kind of slide over and play a little bit as a right winger at times to help Dwyer, because Dwyer's not a natural defender. He's he's a number nine who was playing on the wing and put in a great shift. I think also giving up that late goal off a set piece, that's something that we've seen give the team problems. They handled it quickly. Wiley puts the thing away. It's a really good start. And now you've got a situation before this first international break where you have three more winnable games with a Colorado team that struggled in CONCACAF Champions League with a new team in Charlotte and a team in Montreal that's going to be distracted by CONCACAF Champions League as they advance into the quarterfinals. Great job, Jason. Great call. We will talk to you later this week and kind of get a feel on uh, our next opponent, guys. But we are 1-0, and and it feels good. Jason Longshore, appreciate you. Appreciate it, y'all. All right, man. Good stuff. Good analysis. There is a lot to look forward to with all the pieces, again, coming. It's good to get a win the way we did, but there's still so much talent that we haven't even seen yet. Hey, coming up, Kyler Murray, what is he talking about? What's going on? And we got a a little bit of the schedule, at least one game we now know who it's going to be and when it's going to be. We'll tell you about it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.